Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. Welcome to Winona Forever. I am sick. Uh, this is Rekka. Um, today is a very special day uh, on the podcast uh, because I'm not in the studio in the Kiss Chris office. I am in my bed. Aww. And in the studio we have uh, Lindsay, obviously, Chris, and a special guest, Lee. Hi. That's Hi, me. Lee. Let me tell you about Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. So Lee is is he's kind of like a you know a, one of these genius people. He's he's watched uh, and reviewed every movie uh, for the last three plus years. But uh, on Letterboxd, he's king of tough guys. Uh, but he recently took a breather. He is also uh, I guess I'll, I'll say this is an associate producer and guest on a podcast rejected by the Cage Club Podcast Network. <laughs> that is true. Um, Guilty as charged. Oops. Oops. Sorry. And he's also in a band with Chris. They're called Childs. And also, this is the the coolest thing. This is all I wanted to say about Lee, but I guess I have to say more. But he played the young Don McKellar in Don McKellar's film Last Night. That is also oh, I forgot true. to rewatch it this, for the purposes so of meeting first, you. you know. um, if you Film did, actor. if you did rewatch it, you would have been able to see me uh, with no lines uh-huh. uh, in like yeah. a like a polyester leisure suit. Like with like a Jack Russell Terrier jumping on me. Okay, Ooh. I will rewatch. This it. is the the highlight of my film career, uh, How such did as it that is. Come about. Sorry, I have to interview you about this now. <laughs> no, it's okay. I know that this. Uh, you guys talk about the uh, the Canadian connection a yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. so um, we're, we're it's going to come back around. We're going to talk about Canada, but uh, I guess I uh, I just had a working class mom who wanted to monetize the fact that I was a cute kid. Okay. So I just, you know, did nice. like, you know. How, how young was the young Don McKellar at this time? <laughs> I think I was like maybe 12. Okay. Yeah. They caught me just in time because like bad teen mustache was like right around the corner. <laughs> nice. Have you ever done the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? I have not, but I thought oh. about it um, like leading up to coming in to record today. Interesting. Okay. And Interesting. I'm not, I'm not far removed from this movie that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. twist. <laughs> I'm just like, what, what? <laughs> Should I tell you about the movie? Uh, yeah, I guess. Probably. So it's Star Trek. <laughs> it is based on the original Star Trek series, but I guess it's like, you know, uh, an alternate time time mm-hmm. area. Rebooted and for a new generation. Yes, there it is. And there's Spock, and it's very exciting, and Captain Kirk, and all the good people. Uh, this is a terrible description, but I'm sick, so this is all you're going to get. <laughs> Harold from Harold and Kumar is Sulu. That's correct. Correct. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Zoe Salanda is Ahura. Yeah. And I can't tell the difference between Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, but they're totally. they were like father and son in this. That's true. Pine is the so son. So I thought they were the same person. I thought they just used the same actor. Son. That can be but very confusing. There are a few Chris's that 
seem to be the same person. Yeah, I hear uh, Chris Pratt get thrown into the ah, mix. Ah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know there's another one. Who he must it? be like Kirk's uncle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Chances are. <laughs> um, so, and also, Winona Ryder is in this movie. <laughs> uh, yes. And she plays Spock's mom, Amanda Grayson, which is a very boring name. It's pretty generic. Yeah. Well, she's the human, right? So yeah. they just yeah, give her exactly. a human, boring old human name. Token human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I suppose um, she's not the only human in the movie. <laughs> I guess not. So that, what did you guys that's think? That's your description? You that's my description. That's all I got. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching this. Okay. Did you guys all watch this in the theater? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did as well. Yes. Uh, I remember being excited about it, thinking it was good and fun. (laughs) But I don't think I've watched it since then. Like, I did rewatch it for this, but, um, yeah. No, same. That was my, like, I'd seen it in theater. I'd never seen it again until last week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rekha, do you have a a Star Trek ticket stub? (gasps) Yeah, I do. Heck yeah. That's how you know you saw it in the theater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got receipts. Yeah. I was well, I was pretty stoked to see Winona Ryder in a Star Trek film, even though her role is very limited. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I definitely saw it in theater. So you liked the treks before this? Um well no, so I no. haven't really like this is a twist. I never really got deep into the Star Treks. Um even when the next generation was out, I was kind of like, all the nerdy kids were watching it and I didn't want to. Um, but now I'm watching the next generation, which I was worried that I'd get like the next generation plot themes mixed in with this, right. this movie. So if I start talking about Q, just, you know, <laughs> correct you, <laughs> correct me. No Q in this one. No. <laughs> um, but there, uh, there is a, uh, a connection to the next generation, uh, because, uh, the original series like takes place like many years before the events of the next generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, in that continuity, in that series, Spock's dad is still kicking around and he has a new human wife. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Kicked uh, Amanda Grayson to the, the curb, Ooh. I guess. But um, right. Cause I'm, I guess in that continuity, she didn't die. I guess. So, right, yeah. right. And also yeah, wasn't yeah. Winona. So who cares? But, <laughs> right. um, uh, there's just, I only brought it up because there's a really great episode where uh, Spock's dad, Sarek, is there and introduces his new wife as, allow me to introduce she who is my wife. <laughs> oh. And just I really, a Vulcan way of speaking? I, get, I have no idea. It's very formal. It's she very arch. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and that's her role it's in this very movie. very memorable. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. She who is his wife. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's another Winona movie with that she's barely in. Mm-hmm. And uh I wrote down exactly when she's in it. I think she's in it three times. She comes in at seventeen minutes the first time. Then I think she comes in at like forty something minutes. And then maybe maybe oh yeah, and then at an hour and two minutes is when she's gone again. <laughs> That's it. Permanently. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's a baby Spock scene where there's young Spock talking to Winona. The first Winona scene. Uh, is there? Isn't it? Or is it baby Sp- I wrote baby Spock, Spock mom. I have no idea what my notes mean. But um, 
Uh, I could be completely wrong on this, but I think that there was a scene between Baby Spock and and Winona, uh, and they cut it. Yes. Um, uh, so she's just like way too young to be the mom of Zachary Quinto for no reason. Yeah, she's eight years yeah. older than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. Yeah, I wrote down that in the last movie, she uh, was dating a man who'd previously played her father. And then in this episode, uh, she's the mother of someone that's, oh, sorry, six years younger than her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Rolls in Hollywood for women. (laughs) Yeah, totally. This is a great movie for women. (laughs) So good. It's a very progressive agenda. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what did we think of Winona in it? Ugh. It's hard. She like really didn't really do much. Seconds. Yeah, like it was kind of a useless kind of role. Yeah, I mean oh. it was it, there was a purpose. The the purpose was that she was like a tool to so that we would feel sad for Spock, like Yeah. Yeah, so Spock can feel sad about things, you know. Right. Like. Yes, he could have <laughs> have to show emotion. Uh, yeah. I read up on the the scenes of hers that were cut because I think there was actually something in the first trailer for the movie that she, like was she didn't it wasn't a speaking part. I think it was probably a scene where she was speaking to. Is it Sarek? Is that what you said? It the dad's name was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were speaking to each other. Apparently, they were discussing Spock's reaction to bullying and how he should be reacting to the Vulcan kids bullying him. Um, But it's just like in the trailer, it's just like her lounging on some like lounge chair or something and Sarek talking to her. And that's not in the movie at all. Um, There's the newborn Spock thing that Rekka mentioned. Uh, and then, yeah, there might be some other ones, but they were saying in this thing that I was reading, it said that the writers thought, um, because we were supposed to, you know, feel Spock's pain, that it was good to have more of her, but then they felt that that the effect was the opposite. So they took her away, (laughs) took more of her scenes away. (laughs) So what? We'd feel more sorry for him if we barely saw his mother (laughs) than if we got to know her. I don't know. Yeah, apparently yeah. she had final words to him in the script. Oh my. She said it's okay to be scared. As she uh. was like uh falling off the cliff. Yeah, I guess so. Spoilers, sorry. Spoiler <laughs> yeah. spoiler, spoiler alert. She falls off a cliff. In- or and kind of like disintegrates. Like I think she kind of yeah. also disappears at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Um in it it's really bizarre because it's not just um, Winona. It's not just Amanda Grayson who gets like fridged in this movie. Cause mm-hmm. um, the bad guy, Eric Bana, mm-hmm. uh, like he's like mad about his dead wife. Right. Um, who we never see. Who we well, we <laughs> she's see pre dead. Yeah. We, she's pre dead. We see like a hologram of her. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. She's pre dead and post dead. Cause he's from the future. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> right, because he went through the black, the wormhole, so and were black you hole, or something. The whole time, like, does wouldn't like old Spock, old Spock, <laughs> because I don't know, because the timeline changed. Wouldn't old Spock change too? I don't know. I was all confused. I was t- trying to do like a Back to the Future thing. Would he erase from the photo? Oh, I don't uh, think that Star Trek does the Back to the Future rules. <laughs> also, it's isn't it like an alternate, like it's a wormhole, like or whatever, like. It's a parallel timeline or something, mm-hmm. even though it's yeah. at a different point in time. I right, don't know. right, right, right. 
right. It's so. a timeline where um where Kirk has more feelings about his dad. Yes. Because this movie has a lot of dad feelings. Yes. This, yeah, there's a lot of dad feelings. This is the alternate dad timeline. That oh, yeah. same thing that I was reading about all the missing scenes of Winona was saying that the reason that they put in those like dead dad, dead mom thing for Spock and uh, what's his name, Kirk, was be- they were paralleling them to McCartney and Lennon because of their dead parents <laughs> and their oh. relationship with each other. Yeah, that's, that's really bizarre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why yep. though? Why? That is a strange pull. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What? Like you have enough background with the Spock and Kirk relationship <laughs> from previous material. Why do you need to turn them into the Beatles? Mm-hmm. I don't know. As if this movie didn't already cater to like old baby boomers enough. <laughs> it's like you guys like Star Trek and, and the, the Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, but it was still. Did a you good hear movie. that? Did you hear that Beastie Boys song? When yeah, he steals the car that, or whatever when he's a kid. Some of the music took me out of this a bit, and I think that yeah. was one of the moments where I was like, yeah. "Really?" <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a major bone to pick with the music in this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sabotage. It's yeah, it it's so that. silly, and that's like uh, it's like a setup to a payoff in like two movies later. And it's so hack, and I, but um, the original score in this movie is uh, by this composer, uh, like Michael Giacono, I think his name is, and I have no idea how to pronounce that, but like, it seems like his whole career is just like taking melodies from old stuff and then like making it busy for a new generation. Like, uh, he did like Speed Racer, he did um, uh, Spider-Man recently. Um, there's a, a big old list of like all of the things he's like kind of tweaked and upgraded like Jurassic Park and then Jurassic World movies like oh. he just plays other dude stuff but like <laughs> I don't know. It? yeah uh, weird mm-hmm. so he does all the reboots the reboots yeah. he, he's doing the reboot circuit <laughs> oh boy mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. Well, I just saw Godzilla the new Godzilla mm-hmm. and there's a bit of the like old school music in it, but I don't know if it's rebooted or not. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Could keep track, guy. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Quinto, what's his name? What's his first name? Zachary. Zachary. I always want to call him <sighs> Jeremy for some reason, but anyways, there we go. Uh, Zachary <laughs> Quinto apparently said about Winona. Winona brought a real tenderness to the role, and she really highlights the juxtaposition between her heartfelt way of being and Sarek's logic. I mean, that's entirely what her purpose was. So good. Yeah. Good that yeah. she did that. <laughs> she did that real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she, like, touched his face and said, said that things would be fine. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I guess said things. Oh, she said that, like, in, in her first thing where mm-hmm. he was, like, worried about whether he should be... Whether he was denying his human side and his mother by, like, being a logic officer and being too Vulcan or whatever. Uh, yep. She was like, I'll support. Yeah, she was a very supportive mom. She was like, no matter what you choose, it's the right choice. Or I don't know. I forget. I don't know the exact lines. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the moms in this movie are, uh, yeah, they're supportive mm-hmm. and nice. And the dads are like complicated, like heroic figures mm. who like go against the grain or whatever. 
It's just like, oh, really? Like, yeah. um, I feel like every like movie decade like has like so many relics of the past decade, but it feels like this was like, this is like leftover like eighties stuff. Like, and it was almost in this decade that we're in. I was right. just oh, really like just gritting is my this teeth through it. Still, I think we're it still is. In yeah, yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, boy. But speaking of the moms, though, uh, did you guys notice that um, Kirk's mom's name is Winona? What? What? <laughs> no. Chris is holding when, up a card. When, when was that? S- that was said in the movie. I don't think it was even mentioned in the movie, but you yeah. see it in the credits. Uh, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, was that canon that her name was Winona Kirk? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. You're yeah. saying no, Chris? Oh, you don't know either. Mm-hmm. None of us know. Somebody listening to this does. And they're like, ah, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, tweet me I- at, uh, <laughs> at Human Canary and tell me. Um, I haven't used Twitter in nine years. <laughs> so you won't notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think Rekha and I have ever told anybody on air what our Twitter handles <laughs> are. We're just like, we'll post that on Twitter. Yeah. You find yeah. it somehow. You'll find it. <laughs> You'll find it the way that Kirk found old Spock just by just a total fluke. <laughs> Going into a cave on a random planet that you got projected onto. Yep, that's how you'll find us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, Kirk's um, mom was played by the lady from House. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah, anyway. What were you going to say, Rekha? Oh, I just read that Will Wheaton, uh, who played Wesley Crusher in The Next Generation, uh, he recorded and did digitally. It was digitally altered dialogue for many of the Romulans on Nero's ship. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Very interesting. I like Will Wheaton. Yeah, me too. Um, I like his. Uh, I like Wesley's sweaters. Yes. In TNG, he has like right. a really like very contemporary looking hipster wardrobe that I enjoy. Yeah. He's a cool kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did you catch the um, the other like fun Romulan in um, Eric Bana's crew? The fun Romulan. The fun Romulan. He's <laughs> no. Like, he's like had some margaritas after work. He's like he's not a regular Romulan. He's, he's a, a fun. Shirt, oh yeah. That one, right. um, no, but the the guy that plays like his like assistant. Um, I don't remember the actor's name, um, but he was one of the vegan police in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, no, I would not have noticed that. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. I've seen Scott Pilgrim <laughs> once. I don't have deep memories of it. But there you go. Uh, I feel like is Bruce Greenwood the reason that you're very closely connected to this Yes, movie? he is. Um, another There was another Canadian actor in this movie as well. Uh, Victor Garber oh. was also in it, but he was cut oh, that's along, why with, I didn't along with young uh. Winona, uh, or I guess young baby Spock. but. Yeah. With Winona. Probably not aged up Winona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so Bruce Gre- Greenwood was in Exotica featuring Don McKellar. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty close to Winona in the grand scheme of things. Totally. True. Very, like, what is that, two degrees? Something like that. <laughs> uh, well, good, because I wanted to mention Bruce Greenwood is this, because I wrote, nice Canadian boy, Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> and, and he plays and a nice... Yeah, Pike is such a nice captain. Yeah. yeah. I was he's... glad he didn't die because that he was like totally in the right zone to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like they fully were like, 
they took the first captain we see. And it's like, yeah. why don't you just like come here for a minute? Just like come over to this ship, yeah, which is not at all creepy or weird, <laughs> and then just pulls the same move again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the heck? I didn't understand why. What's the bad guy's name again? Nero. Nero. Yeah. Why did Nero kill the first captain just because he told him that he was in a different timeline? (laughs) Like, he just (laughs) lost it. He's like, what? Space time, whatever. What is it called? (laughs) What? uh, Stardate is this? Yeah. What Stardate is this? Captain was brown. You're right. You're (laughs) right. I mean, I think anybody that went over there was bound to die no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just he had was a... like, you've answered enough of my questions. I don't need yeah, you anymore. Like, no torture. Mm-hmm. I have to wait for Spock to be born and then old enough for me to get my revenge on him. Right. And then they disappear for 25 years, mad. which yeah, like, they just float around <laughs> and don't age. I don't know. Do Romulans not age quickly? <laughs> do they live longer than humans? I think they do. Okay, there you go. Um, but uh, there's like a thing that there's an explanation of where they are that's not even mentioned in the movie like at all um and like you have to like read a comic book to find out where they went because everybody wants to know where eric bano was for 25 years yeah so apparently so they made a comic after this movie i think so yeah that's you know Mm -hmm. the thing that happens i love this this is good information (laughs) this is great (laughs) Uh, i liked that uh sulu fencing scene that was pretty cool yeah, I liked that it at first seemed like a joke that he had only fencing skills. And then, of course, yes. he had like a sword and was like ready to kill some people. Yeah, badass, yeah. like yeah. retractable sword yeah, yeah, with yes. like the like exacto knife blades that like lock into place. That, Chris has something that's, to say that's about a this. Joke, right? That was an Easter egg. Yeah, because Sulu uh, did fencing in the original series. Yeah, he ran pages with the fencing mm-hmm. thing. In uh, oh, man, I watched not the naked now. In the something now, he like yeah, he loses his mind and he starts like swinging a rapier around. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, John Cho playing a uh, Japanese dude. Mm-hmm. That's okay, I guess. Happens. Uh, happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like a lot of like small moments in the movie with like the supporting characters, um, like Anton Yelkin, who's Yelton, yeah. who's great. Yeah, it was also sad, of course, to mm-hmm. watch him now. I was bummed. Uh, so, Lee, you've listened to this podcast before, I assume. Mm-hmm. And you know that I managed to bring it all back around to Nicolas Cage somehow. There is an Anton Yelchin documentary coming up, and it is narrated by Nicolas Cage. Oh, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's coming. <laughs> it all comes back. It's Everything turns on the axis of Winona and Cage. Well, I just know a lot about Nicolas Cage, so something is bound to remind me of him. Mm-hmm. Somebody who was in a movie with him or something happens in most of her movies. There's nothing about Winona that reminds me of <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> they never work together, but, you know, other things in life. <laughs> and Anton Yelchin, is it? Uh-huh. Lee? Yes? Did you, ever, did you ever watch Star Trek Discovery? Uh, no, I have not yet uh, dipped Ooh. my toe in those waters. Um, I uh, I was over at a friend's house and they uh, they kind of just like put on the first episode of season two. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I know what's going on. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, OK, no, kind of like no suspiciously. Um, but it was OK. I didn't I didn't uh, dislike it. It's, Is I, that the I, new I, one? I, yeah, okay. I watched. A few I really episodes. like it. I need to get back. Pike on is in it, and then like there's a Spock in it. Spock's mom is in it, mm-hmm. and Ooh. Spock's mom is played by Mia Kirshner. 
Oh. Oh. She was also in Exotica. Canadian. She was also in Exotica. <laughs> wow. It's like a big, like, Star Trek, like, uh, family reunion. Yeah. In reverse, kind of. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Backwards. Interesting. The only Star Trek I watched was the original. So I think that was also why I was like, yay, I'm going to go see this one because it's the original people. But I don't have a lot of like deep memories of like the storylines or anything. My only reference to the original series was from Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey. Um, do you remember that when he goes into the pool and he's doing a Captain Kirk thing? And he's like... You know, he's also doing the doctor. He goes, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a pool man. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, I wrote down something about the damn it, Jim. Yep. But it happened. Anyway, that was with all. <laughs> it me, happened it in the movie. Throwback to Ace Ventura. Big Ace Ventura throwback. Um, yeah, Carl Urban plays uh, Bones McCoy. He's got the, the damn it, Jim. He said it an hour. Yeah. It took an hour, but he said, damn it, I'm a doctor, not a physicist. <laughs> um. <laughs> It, uh, that's the other thing so we know why he's called bones in this because he said something about like my wife took everything but my bones or something when mm -hmm. he met jim and i just feel like is that real like i don't know like why was he called bones in the original was there a reason again I don't know. another thing we don't know a mystery <laughs> but this movie has a reason and that's the reason <laughs> <I guess. laughs> yeah because he had to immediately throw a woman under the bus after yeah, meeting a right. dude like a minute ago. You're right. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> did you notice the Tyler Perry cameo? Yes. I did. I was really excited about it. <laughs> um, I, I kind of love when he's in serious roles. Um, he was he was Perry sufficiently uh, serious. Mm -hmm. yeah. Doing Admiral stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Liked him in Gone Girl. Wow, oh, I, I forgot that, that he was in Gone Girl. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, like, I'm a next, next gen fan. So like, yeah. uh, for me, whenever I see an Admiral, I'm like, oh, they're going to be bad. Cause that's oh, the plot of every episode with mm. an Admiral in it. Yeah. True. true <laughs> it's like, they're going to steal data or like, you know, do a, do a <laughs> weird thing. What do you think that Nero yelling Spock was supposed to be like an homage to Kirk yelling Khan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lee's just like mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I, I, the, the only reason I'm like kind of like you know vibing on that is because uh, I, I'm not a big original series guy. Um, I recently completed a big like three thousand piece puzzle of original series characters, and I didn't know who any of them were. Huh. Um, this like, is a look at my exciting life that I'm <laughs> just filling my dining room table with puzzles. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, I love uh, Wrath of Khan. I think it's just a great movie. So I don't think I've seen it. I need. To I've see never seen movies. it either. It's weird. I've. I, it's movies that I've. I know I should see, especially because you know Seinfeld reference to the Wrath of Khan. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's the reason. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good reason. I respect it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, George was yelling a uh, Twix. Was that the the reference? Oh, I believe maybe. it was a was a Twix. Yeah, because you couldn't get it. Mm -hmm. he yelled Twix. Maybe not. No, Doesn't sound familiar. I don't know. I, that, this is some more. This is some more Lee Recca background. We we've done Seinfeld trivia together. Oh, you made a Seinfeld joke today on email, so I figured you knew that you both knew <laughs> Seinfeld things. So I did indeed. Guilty. Uh, Chris was also. Maybe he knows. Mm -hmm. He's not in the room right now. He left. Oh, he took off. 
<laughs> He's hanging with Fine. beans. Yeah. Fair. Uh, what did we think of Simon Pegg as... What's the name of the beam? Scotty. There you go. <laughs> like, beam Scotty. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Scotty. Is... Um, sorry, that was uh, he was fine. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was funny. He yeah, was good, good little funny moments. I liked his little friend, whatever that character was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he like got all whimpery when he like got beamed away, I was like, oh my god, it broke my heart. It was a very cute whimper. I like the way that like his eyes move. Yeah, like and you can kind of like track the motion of them, even though they're like solid or whatever. But yeah. um, yeah, at a couple of moments in the movie, I was like, like, oh, this is just like trying to be star wars yes that was really? very star oh because of the like little, little people guy, right, which is yeah, like yeah. little cute you know species Characters, right. mm-hmm. yeah. the star wars movies can't get enough of them and yeah. like it's not as much of a thing with trek and right. uh i was uh i was yeah i was into him i like like little like odd couple mm-hmm. pairings yeah mm-hmm. and he said something funny about like his the way he eats like he eat like a bean or something yeah that was great all. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about food <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, when William Shatner was doing a lot of like narrating documentaries, I was working for a documentary like a uh, trade magazine. So I interviewed him um, and I asked him what oh. the weirdest thing that Star Trek fans ask him about or say to him when they see him. And he was like, so like, oh, they always say, beam me up. And I was like, okay. I'm just like, of course they do. But he was like upset because he's like, I'm not the one who beams them up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but I mean, it makes sense that that's what people would yell at you. <laughs> anyway, I'm definitely sympathetic. That would rankle. I would, yeah. I'd, I'd be bothered by that. I don't want to be told to beam. Yeah, do a beam. He's like, it's not my job. <laughs> don't yeah. you understand? That yeah, you'd have my to gig. Be like, what would be the equivalent of like a Captain Kirk reading? And I'd be like, I've got to, Mister. That was my. <laughs> Is that what you would yell carry. at him if you saw him on the street? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would just like put my hand, like pretend I was speaking into like a communicator. I don't know. I have no idea. What would I do if I saw yeah. Captain Kirk? What would anyone do? I probably wouldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I probably would just ignore it. But still, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. You don't have to do anything. It's totally fine. Hmm. Um, John Cho was actually hesitant of playing um, Sulu. But George Takei was like, just do it. Uh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's nice. He had his support. Yeah, definitely. Getting a little uh, getting a little nudge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The new generation coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, so while most Trekkies will have known this detail for decades, this is the first time that Hura has been given the first name on screen. Uh... Nayota. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have known that was her name. Jean Roddenberry never bothered to give her a first name. So. Oh, she didn't even have one? They made it up no. for this? Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Feminist icon Jean Roddenberry. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked her in this movie, even though, like, the relationship with Spock was a little, like, weird and, like, nepotism-y. Mm-hmm. I was, like, kind of, like, not fully on board with it. Um, yeah, but uh, I was, like, really annoyed that, uh, you know, Kirk was the one that was like, we got to tell the captain about thing when it was, like, Uhura who had, like, done all the legwork of translating yeah. the thing. 
And she was just yeah. like at her station, just chilling, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she did bad. I'm saying the movie did her bad. Yes, you know, of was course. one of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's great, though. I forgot she was with Spock until his mom died and she was comforting him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that was the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have a big smooch by the transporter pad. Mm-hmm. 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 Beans. Um, I hear yeah, Beans and Chris whispering beans. to Beans. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're talking to each other over here. Uh, when I was growing up in Brampton, I had friends that made a band called the Vulcan Dub Squad. Oh, I know so that band. I think of them when watching Spock-related things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wrote down Vulcan Dub Squad. I think when they were an instrumental band in the beginning, they got me to do like spoken word over their stuff. And I think I like sang the theme song like the (laughs) anyway. Yep, that's that's (laughs) serious cred and Vulcan related things. Um, They were one of those mask wearing bands. Yes, were they they not masks? Um, Were they were they wearing masks during the like, you know, spoken word era? I don't think so. I don't think they were wearing masks yet, though. My husband has a better memory than me, so he'd remember. But mm-hmm. beans begs to differ. <laughs> As a listener to this uh, to this show, uh, I know that your husband is into mask bands. Oh, yeah, because of the residence. Because the residence, he has yeah. a residence podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But I think that's maybe more of a helmet than a mask. It's like a, a device. It's, yes, it is a big eyeball, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, though, do they don't all wear eyeballs? There's just like one eyeball, really? right? I think. Okay. And then I don't know. I've seen them play, and I can't even remember what they all <laughs> had on their faces. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, they did wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually there was lyrics they sang too. So whole change. Um. This else? movie does make a little, another Sherlock Holmes reference. It's like a series trademark, I guess. Oh, really? Um, but for the second time in a Star Trek movie, Spock quotes Sherlock Holmes's famous mantra, if you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Spock, Leonard Nimoy, used the same line in Star Trek, uh, The Undiscovered Country, where he w- referred to Holmes without naming him as an ancestor of mine. Yeah. yeah. I think I was reading something about that today, too. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Data made lots of references to Holmes and Next Generation. I think... Data. Uh... Data. Data. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the stuff I was reading about Amanda... What's her character's name? Is it Amanda? Grayson? Grayson. Is that her... She's an ancestor of... Oh, what's the author of... Lewis Carroll? No. No? The author of... Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, she's an. Uh, ans- that's one of her ancestors. Okay. I got my uh, wires crossed. There is a weird Lewis Carroll thing as well with is. her character in the original series. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, she's got a literary history then. <laughs> very, very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spock has like serious Earth cred. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie made me really mad. Yeah. Um, I, I don't recall having a lot of feelings about it when it came out, 
yeah. I kind of just saw it yeah. and it fell out of my head. Um, and then uh, watching it this time, I was like, uh, kind of like glowering at every like creative choice in it. But Winona was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys have been going through a rough like period. We have. And I mean, this movie was better than a lot of the movies she's done during this period, but it didn't do her so good. Like, she's probably in this movie less than a lot of the other movies that we've done, even when she's been a bit player. I feel like she's we are getting less and less of her every movie. (laughs) Um well, when you count, can count her scenes in one hand, then you know, it's <laughs> just like, okay. And she doesn't even have, she has three scenes in this, and she only has lines in one of them? Yeah. <laughs> That's like her death scene, not a she good doesn't s- even speak, she just falls. Yeah, oh, I guess in that scene, she maybe says something, but yes, but when she dies, she doesn't get to say anything. <laughs> no, nothing. And she doesn't it's even like- drive. In this movie. Oh, that's right. I know, what's the point, you know? <laughs> I didn't see anybody driving on Vulcan, though. I mean, nobody left that, like, cave and cave. balcony. <laughs> super Vulcan. advanced society <laughs> where the kids learn in, like, upside-down, inside-out beach balls. And the adults <laughs> hang out in a cave. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Winona. What's the next movie? Stay cool. That's the one that I thought was going to be like a Travolta kind of movie or something, but it's actually like not Miley Cyrus. What's her name? Hillary Duff. Oh my God. It's a Hil- Remember we watched the trailer for it? Like, I don't yes, know, yes. a couple months ago and we were like, what the <laughs> hell is this? Yeah. This I think it's like a high school something. movie with Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel to Get Shorty with Hillary Duff. <laughs> See, this is, that's exactly what I thought I it thought was. it was the same movie. <laughs> what is that movie Isn't that there, we're like, thinking another of? another movie called Stay Cool or something? No, it must be called something else. Does it have cool in the title? What must are we thinking rock. of? <laughs> cool running? No, not Cool <laughs> Running. Cool Runnings, Chris. Be Cool, be cool maybe, be. is the movie that yeah, I'm thinking of. Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be that, and obviously Rekka was as well, <laughs> because we were weirded out when we watched the trailer. <laughs> Sean Astin, isn't it? That's something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Chevy Chase. Oh, God. Weird. You guys are going to have a great time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Such weird. John Cryer and the dude from Lost. Josh Holloway or something. Oh, boy. What's happening? (laughs) Now I'm confused because I thought it was a high school movie, but Hilary Duff is the only teenager in the thing, so I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we'll find Maybe out. it's like a coming of age. Maybe. <laughs> Beans is just wreaking havoc. <laughs> Woo! She's done. She's running all over everything over here. All right. Well. Cool. Well, <laughs> that was Star Trek. It was. Maybe. It was Star Trek. And it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Did I'm... you see any other Star Trek movies after this? Were there more? There were uh... two more in the series. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did uh, Into Darkness. And then I think the third one was called Beyond. Yeah. They were not very good. I can't remember if I saw them. Same. I don't know if I saw them. It's possible. <laughs> well, we know probably no Winona. Yeah. 
I yeah, looked so at Beyond, and she definitely wasn't in that. Well, yeah, it's she has no more Star Trek on her list, so yeah. She, no. I I think I had hopes that she would show up in the second one, but they were done with her. Cool. All right. Well, stay cool for next <laughs> week <laughs> or next two weeks from now. Uh, sweet. Cool. Thanks, Lee, by the way. Thanks for having me. Um, Stay cool. Happy Winona Wednesday. See you later. Thank you, Lee. Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rekka Tulsaran. Contact Rekka and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.